You're listening to This Is How We See It with your host, Eric Lee. The show where we say it like we see it. Thanks for tuning into the show. Welcome to it. My name is Eric Lee. And this segment, this episode is going to be a little bit different from all the other episodes that I've done. Uh, normally, as you guys know, I have Ronnie V and Miss C with me, but today I don't have Ronnie V and Miss C. Um, the topic before I introduce my guest, the topic of today's show is absentee fathers, fathers who have been totally absent from their kids lives or partially absent from their kids lives. And, you know, I was thinking as I was doing a little research for this show, um, I only knew one friend of mine who had his father living with his mother. I only knew one. Only one. Most of my other friends, we didn't have our fathers living with us in our in in our neighborhood. And so um, I used to always wonder, like, what was that like? What was that like, you know, to have, you know, your father uh, live with you? Well, my guests today are two of my sisters. Please welcome Jen and Renee. Hello, how are you? Hi, Eric, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, so I'm going to give a little background because what's going to happen today is that each all three of us are going to tell our stories about our father. Um, we all have the same father. Now, me and Renee have the same mother and father. Jen, you have another mother. But we all have the same father. And our perspectives are going to be different from one another because all three of us were raised in different households. And even though me and Renee are have the same mother and father. She grew up in another household than I did. And so her, her, her experience is going to be very different uh, from mine. And what, what I also want to say, and, and whether or not people believe this or not, your experiences that you go through in your life shape who you become as an adult. Sometimes when you wonder about, well, why am I this way? Or why am I that way? Or why am I, you know, some of that stuff. And I'm not saying all of it, because I also think that, that people are sort of wired to be, you know, who they are. You know, we have different personalities. But I also think that how we grew up, the experience that we yes. had, shape it does. who we become as adults. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do uh, this show because um, it is a it is a tragedy in actually you know I, you really can't even say just black black families right. even though I think it might be more prevalent in the black community as absentee fathers but this affects all communities 
not just you yes. know black black families and black households. All races. Yeah, but it affects all races. Now we just happen to be a part of the black race, right? right. And so we are going to come from it from that you know from that point of view. But it's certainly not you know exclusive to um, black people. So there are nine children that daddy has nine children by four different mothers so you got me and renee's mom your mom Mm -hmm. the older the uh, other brother's mom and then his wife now so there are four he's got nine children by four different women Okay, so, you know, just 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 a little background on that. And um, so he first married me and Renee's mother. Okay, and um, for some reason, I, I, I don't know if you know, I certainly don't know. But Renee went to live with our, our father's mother and you were down there in Zebulon. And I was with our mother. Now, our mother passed away very, when I I was five. Um, And so when our mother passed away, we went to go live. I went to go live, me and my younger brother, who was a newborn, went to go live with our mother's mother. And let's, let's pause. Let's really give it up for grandparents, right? I mean, let's seriously, let's give it up. And and you know what? Not just grandparents, but anybody who stands in that gap. Yes. Because there are aunts who raise other people's children, there are uncles who raise other people's children. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you ain't even no blood kin to somebody, and they might raise you. But most of the time, it's going to be your grandparents. And, and, And what's so amazing to me is that because your grandparents they already don't have their kids I mean, you know out the house they done with children yep. they're supposed to be living their lives yeah. they're in the prime and then all of a sudden Bam. now i gotta go take care and i'm not saying that that's how they feel about it yeah because i'm certainly sure that they don't say oh lord now i got to go take care you know mm-hmm. of my grandchildren but you would think that, you know, when, when you get 50 years old and your children are grown, you would think now when I want to be bothered, you know, I'll take my grandkids and I'll keep them for a night, right. you know. Right. But as far as raising, that's on y'all. I don't done all that. Right. So thank God for the grandparents. Amen. Who, because Jen, you grew up with uh, your grandmother, right? Yes, your your mother's mom. mother. Yeah. yeah. She raised me. She and died. so, yeah. And so we... um. I just wanted to pause and just say, you know, thank God for the grandparents who stand in the gap, who take on. Because here's the thing, and this is the thing that I've noticed. Everybody in foster care doesn't mean they don't have family. It's just that a lot of times the family won't take care of them. Or they can't take care of. Yes. So just because somebody was adopted or in foster care doesn't mean that, you know, I don't have nobody. Some people just ain't going to take on the responsibility. Right. Right. And so thank God for grandparents. So uh, me and uh, we went to, I went to uh, my mother's mother. Renee was down at our um, father's mother. And um, now Zebulon is only about 15 minutes away, 15, 20 minutes away from here. 
<laughs> in, in, in Raleigh. So um, we didn't live a long, you know, uh, far from each other, you know. And Jen, I didn't even know you until, what, we were, what, 15 maybe? 14, yes, 15? Yes, yes. But we lived in Wake Forest, and then we left Wake Forest and moved to Clayton. Mm. So I was only maybe 20 minutes from Zebulon. And 30 minutes from Raleigh. Ah, okay, okay. And now, I think I had a very good childhood. High five, bro. <laughs> I feel that I had a great childhood. Yes. I had um, I had uh, cousins who were really sort of raised with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they were like bro- sisters and brothers and sisters, even though they weren't blood brothers and sisters. But... I feel that I I had a I had a really good childhood. When I when I talk about my experience, um, I go all the way back to um, I remember Dad calling me, and I can remember this starting at like six, about six or seven years old. I had to be about six, uh, somewhere around there, and he used to call me. And he used to say, son, I'm coming to see you. And I called my grandmother, May. And I'd say, May, my dad is coming. I got to get ready. I got to get ready. And she would get my clothes out. And I would put on my clothes. And this is the truth. I would sit in one spot. I dare not move. Because if I moved, I might miss him. And so I would sit in one spot and wait for him. 95% of the time, he did not show up. 95% of the time, he did not show up. And it would, you know what, I I can't remember if I, I I don't know if if it would devastate me. I don't know if it devastated me, but it certainly affected me that he would say that he was coming and he would never show up. And um, now... 5% 5% of the time, he would come. And um, I remember a couple of times um, him coming. One time he came, and I remember walking outside, and he looked down at my shoes, and he said, what are you doing with those ugly shoes on? And I remember looking down at his shoes. I said, what are you doing with those ugly shoes on? And I remember my grandmother had a, she fell out left. She almost fell out of her chair. Mm-hmm. She thought that was the fun, the funniest thing <laughs> that I could have said yeah, to him. Right. I mean, how are you going to talk about my shoes? And your, you know, your yeah, shoes just right tow up. <laughs> my shoes won't tow up. Did he have any on? <laughs> He had some sandals, okay. like the, you know, he okay. used to wear them Jesus like sandals. Moses, Moses, right, exactly. Moses and, um. That was one time. Um, But I will tell you, the time that I remember the most was he called me. He told me he was coming. He showed up. But he had a bottle of NyQuil in his hand. Now, I was young, so, but I knew what NyQuil was for. Because when I got sick, my grandmother used to give me NyQuil. And so, but he was drinking it like it was a soda. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to myself, that's not right. Now, I was a kid. Now, you know, I didn't know, you know, Mm -hmm. as a child, you know, you don't, you know. Mm -hmm. But I remember knowing something ain't right about this picture. Mm -hmm. And I remember I said to him, do you have a cold? (laughs) 
And and he said, yes, son, I got a cold. I looked at my grandmother and she gave me this look to let me know something was like, she looked at me like, mm, mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, you know, you know, that's, the, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not true. And, you know, I, and, and we're going to talk about that. That's, that's, that's an important piece of what we're going to talk about a little bit later on. But um, here is, and, and so throughout my whole life, uh, he would call, I would see my dad maybe four or five times, like every four or five years. Like he would call, if he would come, I wouldn't see him anymore for about five years like later, or he would call and say he wouldn't come and it would still be about four or five years later. Mm-hmm. When I was 13 years old, he called. Now, let me back up to that. The time before that, that he called and said that he would come and he never showed up. And let me tell you what my grandmother told me. And this thing has stuck in my head forever and ever and ever. And I use this all the time in my life as an adult. She said, she could see like the disappointment on my face. And she said, son, she said, never go by what a person says. She said, but watch what they do. Yes, sir. She said, because most people say one thing, but they do another thing. Now I knew even as, you know, I had to be about nine years old somewhere, about. I knew what she, I knew what she was telling me. She was telling me, don't listen to this man that keeps saying, you know, that he's coming and he don't show up. And so the last time he called, I was 13 years old. I'll never forget it. It was like, I closed my eyes and I see it right now. He called me. He said, he's coming. I said, Oh, okay. All right. Hung up with him. Called my friends. What y'all doing tonight? You know, what's what, what, what you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, my mom, we going here. And I said, come pick me up. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but this time he showed up. Well, I was there. Okay. He showed up. But as soon as he got there, my ride came. Yes, and I said, oh, daddy got to go. And he said, what do you mean you got to go? I'm here to see you. I told him, I said, I didn't know if you were coming or not. So I made other plans. Okay. Got to go. And the look on his face was like, wow. You know, it was like, you know, like almost like hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got right in that van and we went right on. I think we went out to eat, I think is where we went to. And that's what broke the cycle. Now, after that, ooh, I, I didn't lay eyes on dad until years and years and years later. But I will tell you this. Um through all of that and uh we're gonna take our first break we'll be right back in just a moment stay right with us We are back. Thanks for coming back with us. The topic today is absentee fathers talking to my sister, Jen and my sister, Renee, and our experience with the, um, with our father and how his absenteeism affected us. And I was saying before we went to break, 
that let me just say this and I don't care what anybody says. People can say what they want. Every child wants their father in their life, especially boys. Most definitely boys. You want your father in your life. I don't care what people say. You do. You might, ah, nah, nah. Yes, you do. And I grew up with father figures. So that's why I guess I never really sort of felt fatherless because my uncle lived with us. Because when we lived with my grandmother, um, our uncle um, lived with us. And so he kind of, even though I knew he wasn't my dad, Mm -hmm. but he kind of, you know, kind of stood in the gap a little bit. Um, But I still wanted my father in my life. And um, how I think it affected me is I think I am very mistrusting. I, I, I don't trust a lot of people. It's very hard to gain my trust. And if you break it, you, it's, it's yeah, you, you yeah. really can't yeah. like get it back. Right. And I might forgive you because I have to forgive you for me. You know, I understand now that forgiveness is not for the person. It's for me. But um, that relationship is, uh, you know, it's it's going to be, um, you know, different, different than anything else. And so, um, but I still love my dad. He's my dad. I still love my dad. We, our, our relationship is a lot better now. And it started getting and it started getting better when I um, when I when I got older, mm-hmm. it started getting better when I got older. Mm-hmm. And um, but, uh, you know, it's still not kind of kind of where, you know, I want it to be. And and all of us, all well, eight of us, at least, um, have made a effort to sort of get together more. You know, because Jim, before all of that happened, all of this, you know, happened with dad and his, his, uh, sc- uh health scare. I didn't really see you, no. um, a lot. Mm-mm. Um, and I didn't see really the other kids, right. um, that, that my dad is, my dad is now married to someone else and there are five children from that union and they actually grew up with him. You know, and so I wanted at least wanted them here to talk about that experience, but unfortunately they weren't able to, you know, to come. But um, so again, love, love my father. Um, I feel differently about it now because it probably because I'm older, you know, um, but that's my experience, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with him. What I remember mm-hmm. most about mm-hmm. him. You know, right. So, uh, Renee, why don't you go on and tell uh, your your story? Uh, well, like my brother said, I grew up in Zeblin. He grew up in Raleigh. My dad, um, he came around when he felt like coming around. I guess when he needed something, I say that. Um, I was raised by his mom. I always wondered, you know, why I had to be the one that didn't have a father. Had a grandmother, but it was not like having a mother. Um, not having a dad took a toll on me. 
I didn't know how it was to be in a non-sexual, intimate relationship with a man that really loved me for me. You know, I really didn't know how a man should treat a woman. Um, didn't have a role model. Things wasn't healthy. You know, I used to wonder when I'm going to see my dad. And, you know, the kids around the neighborhood, you know, in my neighborhood, they had, most of them had their mother and their fathers. And you know what, let me, let me stop you there. It, it, that's interesting to me because I would think that by you being with his mother, he would have come to see his mother, you know, often, and then, then you would have seen him then. No. So you're saying he didn't even come see his mom. No, no, only when my dad, only when dad needed something. Um, I think that uh, not having my dad made me have have an unhealthy uh, role model, and I, it often made me feel the void with various other things. You know, um, not not having a, or not finding a good partner for me. You know, somebody that, cause sh- somebody that loved me, and I knew that they loved me. Uh, you know, it was it was real hard. I cried plenty of nights. I would look around my neighborhood and see how the young girls were interacting with their fathers. I had an uncle that was there, but it wasn't like my father because, you know, he was doing his own thing. He had his son, his wife, and my grandmother, she didn't interact with me because she was in her f- maybe early 50s mm-hmm. when she got me. So I, I long for a mother and a father. Mm-hmm. My dad, he stayed not too far from us. Never came to visit. Mm-hmm. Never. Now, all I can remember, you guys, of dad ever buying me was a beach ball. Oh, my God. Let me stop you right there. I miss, I miss this part. I miss this part. I didn't even get that. I miss this part. I remember he showed up to my house one Christmas with a train set. And I remember being so excited about this train set and it didn't even work. We took it out the box. I put the tracks down and the train wouldn't even work. And I think that was the only thing he bought me. But, you know, I I come to realize that maybe dad didn't know how to be a father. That's good. Because if you didn't know how to be a husband, how could you know how to be a father? That's good. Listen, what my brother said, he got four different baby mothers one two three four so i i just say well if he didn't know how to be a father he didn't know how to be a husband if he didn't know how to be a husband he didn't know how to be a father it really took a toll on all of us not you know not knowing what day what hour what time we was gonna see our dad we had just wished that he would come by um I had to often make up scenarios and jump to the conclusion about my father. You know, I think he was very clueless on how to love. I, I can accept that. Uh, maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I can, I can accept it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. so. I think I can so. Accept it. Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. And us, us, you know, for us ladies, we need our father as well. We're actually, I'm actually going to talk about that because that's in my notes to talk about. Let me do this quote before you uh, go on. Here's here are a couple of quotes. One is by an unknown author. 
It says, no matter how old you get, the hole in your heart created by your father's absence still aches, Mm -hmm. especially on Father's Day. Mm -hmm. And that is so true because so many Father's Day... have gone by and I just remember thinking now I wish I could just pick up the phone and call my dad and say happy father's day you know not really needing anything from because I don't feel that I lacked anything growing up um here's another quote by Anita Sneed Carter fathers you are the head and strength of the family unit if you are not in place there is a weakness in the link (laughs) it is You know, when I used to watch TV, um, uh, television shows like The Brady Bunch, Good Times, and I saw how um, they the fathers interact with their children, uh-huh. their daughters especially. Mm-hmm. I used to say, what is it about me? Tanya, that's good because I had the same issue. What mm-hmm. is it about me that my dad is, is he ashamed of me? Mm-hmm. Is he ashamed that... He's my father. Mm-hmm. Did I do something wrong? Yeah. I I often, you know, I used to get the J.C. Penney's catalog book mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I used to go through and I used to say, "This is my dad. This is my sister. This is my brother." Not knowing that it was taking a toll on me mentally, and I used to I used to say, people used to say, "Well, where your dad at?" And I would say. Mm-hmm. Do I gotta? Do I even have a dad? Yeah, that's that's a good point because I think a lot of children, a lot of children, um, they do feel what is wrong with me. me. Yes. A lot of children internalize, but see, you can't internalize somebody else's issues, no. but you don't know that yeah. as a child. Right. You think, what's wrong with me? Why can't my father? Why doesn't my father love me exactly. enough right. to come and see about me? Right. And and it's so true. You know, so many children go through that. Birthdays would come around, and I would say, only gift I wanted for my dad to come around. Just to come, you know, I would ask my uncles. They would say they see my dad here, they see my dad there, and I would sit back and wonder, not saying, well, something must be wrong with me, that my dad can't come four or five miles. But at the time, I didn't know it was miles. I just knew he wasn't too far from me. Right. That he can't come and say happy birthday. It took a toll on me. It made me go search for love in all the wrong places. Amen, sister. You're right. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, too. We're yes, going to talk about um, the effect that it Oof. especially has on women yes. and on, on girls, too. Um, that's good. Yes, it's good. Yeah, yeah my, that's good. I don't think my dad, our dad, I'm going to say mine, I don't think our dad know how to cope. Coping with other things, you ain't got time to cope with the things that you need to cope with. That's true. That's true. So that's that's the outcome I have of my day. Well, 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 and and we'll 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 go on. We'll move on. So Jen, why don't you tell us your because I'm interested to hear your story because I do not know this story at okay. all. Okay, my story, uh, my experience not having a father present in my life really didn't affect me as much as a young child because my mom's mom protected me. She was like a mama's bear. My mom was the baby of all the kids of nine children. She shielded me from a lot of things. I will let you finish that, but we have to take another break. We'll be right back in just a moment. Stay right with us. Slowly, surely, I walk away from 
are back. Thanks for coming back with us. So before we went to break, Jen is telling her story. Yes, yes. Go on. Um, like I was saying, it didn't really affect me a lot as being a young child because my grandmother protected me. And I had so many aunts and uncles and cousins, my mom's sisters and brothers, my older cousin that knew that my mom had passed. And so they they, they just did for me. They were there for me um, a lot. But like, as my sister was saying, I always felt like um, my uncles would come home and say, well, you know, we saw Alvin. And I'd be like, they'd be like, we seen your dad. And I'd be like, well, where'd you see him at? Because honestly, y'all, mm-hmm. I didn't know who daddy looked like until I, until I was 13 years old. I was wondering about that. I'm, 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 I'm going to have a lot of questions for you. I never knew what he looked like. So you did not lay eyes on him until you were 13 years old. 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And when did your mother pass? How old were you when your mother passed? I was four. Oh, see, I was five. My mom died in nineteen seventy. I was seven. And 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 here and let me and here's the thing about Jen that I didn't mention this in the intro. Jen is only six months younger than I am. Yes, she's only six months younger than I am. So you so know that what means, was going right? on. Right? You know <laughs> what was going on. That right? means Papa was a Rolling Stone. Yes. So right. go on. And um and so like like my sister was saying, um. At 13, I was like, I want to know what he looks like because I didn't know where I got my features from. You know, I looked at my mom's picture. I was like, I look like her a little bit, but where I get my big feet from or, you know, where I get my fingers from, you know, and it, part of that was dad, was our dad. And um, so at 13, we were in um, Zebulon and we was down the street from his house at a store. My aunt, my mom's sister lived down the road from my dad all these years. I've been past his house on numerous occasions, did not know he stayed there. My grandma wouldn't say a word because she was so angry. She was angry and hurt because she felt like my dad played a role in my mom's life, not being designed like she thought it should be. Because mm-hmm. dad came mm-hmm. in as an older man. My mom was a young lady. My mom was on her way to college. She met our dad. No. Yes, dad got her off all off track. Dad, because dad was you know dad was on drugs. Yeah. My mom wasn't on drugs. She was a, she was a, she was a country girl. She didn't know anything about life. Dad yeah. took dad took her for a ride. Mm-hmm. So I do know that when she passed, he was in prison okay. at, Cal, at Caledonia Prison in okay. Virginia, and um, yes, and so I, Eric, so I, you know, my grandmother wouldn't even didn't even want me around him. Like that side of the family, she didn't care if I saw him or not. She, mm. I, if it was left up to her, I probably would have never known him. Mm. Um, and so, like I said, at thirteen, we passed his house. My uncle said, "There go your dad." And I was like, "Please take," and I started. I said, "Please take me back. I want to see him." My grandma's like, you ain't going back to see that 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 boy. My uncle's like, no, ma, it's time for her to see her dad. So we turned around and went back, and my uncle's like, come in, your daughter in the car. He was like, are you serious? Is it is it where he lives now? Yes. And he came to the car. He said, hey, daughter. Been there 40 years. Yes. And I'm looking at him like, who? Like, hey, dad. And I, I had never seen him, and I'm just looking, staring. I didn't get out because I was scared. And I just stood, he said, you're not going to get out. And I was like, no, how you doing? And then, you know, that went from there. Then my sister, Taunt, Renee, um, um, I always knew about her. My grandmother would always say, well, you know, Laura, she has Renee down in Zebulon. And I was like, and my grandma used to say, she's so pretty. You know, and we would go to my cousin's house, which lived right two houses down from Renee. My aunt, my granddaddy's sister lived down there. So I would go to her house to see my sister. So I always knew and seen Renee. Okay, so did Grandma know? Yes. So she knew who you were? Yes. Oh. Yeah. But I didn't and know who Daddy was. And the thing about it was, 
when Jean would come, at first I didn't even know that was my sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no one told me, even though she would be across the street. So one day our aunt Chris, which we call Bonnie, mm -hmm. said, okay, it is time. Mm -hmm. And John always wanted to do it. But knowing that Laura, yeah. and so I met my sister. I was, and I, and then Tanya would, Renee would tell me about Eric Lee, and I was like, Oh, oh is that right? She would tell you, really? Yeah, she said you mm -hmm. got a brother. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Okay, okay, let's meet, let's meet. So like I said, we, we conjured up something. Okay, Tanya, now what did you what did you conjure? You know, up? me and what, Tanya could conjure you? up something. <laughs> so uh, Renee played the role as one of our aunts to come and pick me up. Her and her. Um, her and her boyfriend. With who, Derek? Derek. Mm -hmm. He knew exactly where they stayed He in. came and got me. Him and him and my sister came and got me. And mama said, well, how you doing? She was like, I'm doing good. Mr. She was like, what's your name again? She said, I'm Jean. Mama said, okay. No. Yes. She she couldn't tell the difference between Tanya, um, Renee and Aunt Jean. Well, let me ask you this. Why did you think you had to lie, though? I don't know why. Because I don't well, think you don't she, think that she would have let you win? No. With, okay. She was so protective mm -hmm. of me. Okay. Okay. So we went, and that's when I came and met you, Eric, yeah. at your grandmother's. And we had a good time, and I went back and stayed with Tanya. Right. Uh, Renee. Yeah. And uh, But um, like Renee was saying, Dad's absentee in our lives have, have caused us as women mm -hmm. to go for the wrong guys. Mm-hmm. The abusive ones, the ones on drugs, the liars, the cheaters. And we came accustomed to that. We thought, I guess we felt like that was normal behavior. Um, I've never, I've never been on drugs, but I, I was an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to tell anybody. Um, I, I would drink to kill the pain mm. of not having dad around. Mm -hmm. And that's a disease also. Mm -hmm. um, I just had a hold on the inside. Mm -hmm. Just a whole like an emptiness. Yeah. I never felt like I fit in. Like yeah. even with my family, as I got older, they started saying that ain't, my dad ain't your dad, or mm -hmm. my little cousin would say little stuff to me. Your mom did, and you know your daddy don't come around. And I would just feel some type of way. I really would feel some type of way. I I, I can relate to that, sis. They would hurt me with the words that they used, and I just I didn't. I mean, I didn't know how to cope. I, I really didn't know how to cope with it. I would cuss them out or jump on them and fight them, and I became very um, angry, and I was angry all the time. And people were like, why you always got a bad attitude? <laughs> because I got tired of trying to prove, yeah, my mom's dead. You know, I, I know that. You don't have to keep telling me that. Yeah, my dad is not coming around. But my family, like my mom's family, was around me all their lives or used that, those type things against me. Mm. They used that. Mm. And, and they knew that I didn't have siblings around me. They would mm -hmm. use me, abuse me. If yeah. I didn't have anything to offer, they didn't have time. You know, they didn't have time for me. Even in my adult life, I, if, if I don't have anything to give them, they mm -hmm. ain't going to come around me. And they knew, they knew my situation. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe that that caused me a lot of issues, even with my extended family. Mm -hmm. Because they used daddy not being there and mom being there as a, she gonna do it because she she looking for love. She wants somebody to love her. So the only way she know how to just give, give, give. Exactly. And that's how that's how I felt, Eric. And uh, until I took my social worker coat off and decided I'm better than that. I mean, even though Dad's not around, that's fine too. My mom's dead and gone. There's nothing we can, I can do about that. But what I can do is start today, living for me, Jen. That's, right. that's right, Jen. You hear me? Okay. Now I'm through with it now. Yeah, yeah. I'm just telling. Yeah. Um and so let me let me ask you this and I think that we've we've um 
we've uh, went over this and talked about this. Do you think that the experience that we had with dad affected us in any way in our adult life? Yes. yes. Now tell me, was it for the good or the bad? Both. Both. So, okay. So what, what good, what, what good was it? Well, it, it showed us how to be stronger women. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How to be stronger. How to um, how to persevere through yes. a hurt, yes. you know, how to live on, yes. you know, through a hurt. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the bad thing was for us women is not knowing. Well, we'll let, let's let's okay. skip that because we're going to okay. that's another question okay. that I have. Um, now, let me ask you this. I don't have any children, but you guys have you have two, Renee, and you have four. Three. You have three. <laughs> Tell me how. His absence has affected you as parents. Well, um, dad not being there didn't affect me as a parent. It made me want to be there even the more. Well, that's that's what I'm asking. Even the more. It made me want to go over and beyond yeah. for my yeah. children. And I all I also picked and choose who I married yeah. to be a father. Yeah. I watched his action. Even though he was older than I was, mm-hmm. I wanted a good role model in their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's what I picked. I picked the best, and they have a great father. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it does, it, it affects it. So you so you say, and, I don't, and I'll don't and i talk to you, because you probably have a different thing than, mm-hmm. than that, um, but you think that... The the problem with dad, him being absent in your life, made you to become a better parent yes. because you knew the pain yes. that you know not having uh, him in your life. So right. you wanted to spare your kids the from pain. that. So Renee, what is your experience? Okay, my experience was even though it should have been a experience where I wanted to be more. That my dad, I wanted more for my kids than my dad gave me. But I think that pe- people don't know that I, I used to be on drugs real bad. And it took a toll on me. Um, some people say, you know, because your dad was like that, but no, I had a choice in life. I wish I could turn back the hands of time and be the mother that I should have been to my kids. But I do want to say this. I had a loving family that stuck with me. And I I thank God because I should have been, you know, more of a a better parent because I didn't have that. I had a grandmother, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have my mom and my dad. So that should have made me thrive more to be a better mother to my kids. Yeah, but it happened. Yeah. And and like I said before, um, I, you know what? I I don't like I, I don't feel that I've missed out on anything. I don't now because my grandmother over really sort of overdid, <laughs> yes, I was. you know, and I think she probably did that because of our situation. Mm-hmm. But um, but you you've got a different what? experience with yeah. uh Daddy's mom. Yeah, I didn't know that until I moved with my mom's mom. Yeah, so how was your how, but how was your life with his mom? I was a maid. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had a childhood. I grew up really, really fast. Sure did, Tanya. Really fast. Where I was able to play and go out with my mom's mom, my father's mom, no. I was always around grown people. 
always had chores. I don't know what it is to to go outside and just be a kid. Well, chores isn't bad, but but no, like you say, you were uh, basically a maid. Mm-hmm. Yes, a maid. Mm-hmm. Like you really, you, you were like Cinderella. Yes. Yeah, like you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Difference in chores and being, being a abused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. And that took a toll on me, too. Yeah, because our grandmother, our dad's mom was angry. She was always angry. And I, I never remember a good experience going around always. her when I was young. She would always, everything was in a place. We had to sit in a certain spot. You couldn't be a child. Couldn't waste her nothing. Couldn't drop no glass. I was like, get me out of here. Couldn't spend on any clothes. I mean, she was angry all the time. And then, then you had to pick and choose with, okay, someone went with granddad. Some stay with grandma. And if you talk to granddad, you was ostracized <laughs> in the family, which he was a great grandfather. Mm-hmm. But you was ostracized if you talked to granddad. Met, met him one time, me, when I was a little, uh, when I was little. Met him one time. They didn't want you to, they didn't want you to meet him. Um, so I, I, I heard, you know, um, Renee, you and Jen were saying that dad didn't understand how to be, how to be a father. Um, you think that that's why he wasn't the father that he should have been? Well, my point of view, I'm going to let Renee tell her part because she was down there more than I was. But she didn't but, see him. Right, <laughs> but what I see from it is that if our grandmother would have allowed our grandfather to be the man of the house and, and, and made those boys that hit my uncles be men, they would have been better men. But she wanted to be the man and the woman. She wouldn't step down and let him take care of those boys. That's what I, because my grandfather so had his own place. He had a car. Granddaddy had going on. He didn't, he went with grandma. He, I didn't know that. Yes, he, he took care of himself. But if my dad would have mimicked him, they'd have been better men. And they would know how to be better husbands. Right, right. Mm. I feel like to be a good husband, mm-hmm. you can be a good father. That's true. To be a good father, you can be a good husband. That's true. But if you don't know none, nothing about it, if you're clueless about it, how could you be? Yeah. Hmm. Grandma wouldn't let him be. She, he couldn't say nothing to them. He had to fuss and argue. If he said, uh, 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 honey, make those boys do this. You don't, t- they're my boys. You don't talk, you don't tell my boys. So Is my, that right? Yes. I never knew, I never, never That's knew true. that. That's true. That's true. I always wonder what happened between them. But I never knew that that's what was going on. And I think if my dad had a father followed in his father's footsteps, he would have been a better husband to my mother. He would have been. Mm. I believe that. And I believe dad wouldn't have had other kids outside of us because mm. Granddaddy Stancil never had any outside kids. Because sometimes All his kids by one woman. You can hold people up in things and make them think that what they're doing is right. right. We, we got to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment.
we are back. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm telling you, bombshells, bombshells going off, even things that I did not know. I'm in the family and things I did not know. So if I understand this correctly, um, grand granddaddy Stancil, um, uh, was was married to our our grandmother. Yes, and and you guys are saying that she sort of uh, emasculated him. Exactly, and so you think that if Granddaddy Stancil would have been there, and the and the 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 boys, including our father, would have. Uh, learned from him that maybe they would, he, because I can't speak for the other sons because I'm not the other son's children, and I don't know the... the um, They don't have relationships either. Oh, okay. Um, that uh, he that he maybe would have been a better fa- um, husband and then therefore a better wife because he was, he was married to our mother for a couple of years, uh, and then they, um, she passed away. They Well, first, before they passed away, she, was, they separated. Yes. And then and uh, he, like I said, he married this, um, his his new wife that he has uh, five children by. But that's so interesting because I never really, I never really thought about that. Because, and that goes back to what we talked about in the beginning. Our experiences as children affect who we become as parents. Because think about it. How did she grow up? Well, you know, what was her family uh, situation they, like? From my understanding, from what I hear from my sister, they fought all the time. The brothers, the, the, the boys fought all the time. Fought. Okay, now when you say the boys, what boys? Grandmama's brothers. Oh, okay. Well, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, our dad and his brothers they fought, fought all the oh, time. Oh, okay. They did uh-huh. too? All the time. At different people's houses, it was always no, something. No, but I can put this in there. Well, yeah, that's true because they still do kind of now. It's kind of it's a lot <laughs> you're of right, stuff you're right, you're that right. kind of goes on. I can say this that uh, dysfunction to Family hear dysfunction to hear uh, grandmother's side of the story that granddad was never there financially and never there as a husband. But you know where there's one side is always another. There's side. always two sides to every story. See, I had I, I was fortunate enough when I moved to Selma. Me and Granddaddy Stancil had a relationship. Mm-hmm. That was my right hand man. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. they did. And he said in front of her. See, this is how Granddaddy Stancil was. You could talk about me, but we're gonna get in front of each other and talk about. It. So she came down to his house. Him and I, him and one of our aunts to get money. Now, get money now. When you say he, you mean Granddaddy, Granddaddy Stancil? Okay. And he said, he said, Laura, you sitting here. You done told these kids. I, I won't hit no two cents. I didn't pay the bills. I didn't do this. But you sitting in my house asking me for money. You and your daughter. But I, I ain't no good, though. You you told my grandbaby I ain't hit no two cents. <laughs> she always said. But she was sitting in this house to get money. Hmm. To help two of, uh, one of our aunts mm-hmm. and another one of our aunts. And he, put, he, put, he peeled off the money like it wasn't nothing. Mm. And for me, every time I would go see him, he'd be like, hey, daughter, you got any money? i said, yeah, great, I got what? a couple of dollars. Well, here goes some money, daughter. He, I never left there. He would give me a dollar worth, five dollar worth of quarters well, to make sure I wouldn't be broke. I can say this. I didn't have a good relationship with my grandfather because I didn't really know him like that because she kept a wedge there between my grandfather and I. But once I rem- do remember one time I got sick and I had surgery and... My grandma, my grandfather sent a hundred dollars up 
He loved my, you, Tanya. Yeah, he by lo- my, um, when I would my go, ahead, he said, where have you seen Tanya? But he said, I want you to get with Tanya. I want to see Tanya before he died. Mm-hmm. And, and he loved Tanya. He didn't never get a chance to meet Eric. But me listening to my grandmother. He did. He met me. I met him one time. Okay. I was about six or seven years old. And it was one time. And I remember I looked up at him. He looked down at me. He said, yep, you're staying so. <laughs> That's exactly he what did. he said to me. <laughs> Well, you can tell by And yeah, I ain't never. Yeah, you're a stance. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes, really. Really? Yeah, you're a stance, so Sorry. And what about my head tells you that I'm a stance? That, that receiving, receiving yeah. airline. Do you, need, do you know that male pattern baldness is actually a mother's trait? It is not a father's trait. Well, it's well, all in the family. So, so I've debunked your two, <laughs> uh, your two things. Well, <laughs> But yeah, you know, she's always told me things about my granddad that by her being my grandmother, I believed. I know, Tanya. But then after time went on, you know, I found out about different people. It was not so the way she put it to be. Because granddad Stamps used to go to your grandmother's house in Raleigh. Um, yes, he used to go up there because mm-hmm. he told me that he said, "I know." I said, I used "Now, to. Albert, his brother used to." Granddad Stamps did too. I ain't never said, seen. Um, I ain't never seen him. But my granddad used to. Up he used to bring me on his truck, yeah, blue and white uh, pickup truck. Yeah, I ain't. Pickup then truck. I won't dare. I don't know you don't where remember, was you at, Eric. Look, you remember he was there. Yeah, he yeah. came by. He said, she, uh, I, she know. He, she said know. I, he said, I used to remember where Lula May stayed, but, and I said, Granny, Miss Lula May passed. He said, oh, that's right, baby. He was trying to find Tanya. I don't know why he thought he could find Tanya at Lula May house, and, but he forgot that she had passed, but He's you still, missed a treat. He remember when she stayed on uh, Bloodworth, mm-hmm. and then she moved up on East. Mm-hmm. He remember that. Mm. But you missed a treat because he was an awesome grandfather, Eric. Yeah. So yeah. my best experiences. And that's why it's him. so important for families to come together. And, and I need to do and a better. family and don't like me because I, I spend a lot of time. Oh, is that there. right? Oh. Oh, wow. It's, we have time for that. We don't so have time. No, that's that. another show. Oh, but another um, show. so you so you think that they they had an issue with you, oh, you being so close. And, and not the daughter. And She's so the why, why do you think that, that then? Like, why do you think? Because, because I got a chance to hear the. Like Tanya said, it was always one-sided. When I got around Granddad, it became, I heard both sides. Two sides. Because hmm. he was a man of very few, he said what he meant. Yeah, yeah. Man he, of very few words. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I do. I, like I said, I do remember the one time he came, I was in Zebulon, he came to Zebulon. And I remember uh, he looked down at me and I remember he said, your stencil. <laughs> and that's the only thing I remember him saying. And well, I went had, to play and went short on temper. He didn't play with nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I remember Granddaddy will pull a gun out on you real quick. Yeah. Oh. He had to with those boys. Because mm. I remember a time, his birthday, I think it was his 80th birthday. Quick. We was at we was in Selma, his house, me and the kids. And our father came in the door, him and Malik. And dad walked in, did not speak, didn't say, hey, daddy, hey, daughter, hey, grandkids, nothing. Granddad was sitting in the chair. Daddy walked through the, through the door to the kitchen. He said, he said uh, Alvin, I want you to back out of the door. Don't turn your back to me because I don't believe in killing a man with his back to me. 
He said, you come in this house, you don't speak to me or your daughter. I hate that too. He said, that's very disrespectful. It is. And you will not disrespect me. He said, now back out. Don't turn your back to me because I want to kill you. <laughs> and you're chooching the back. Oh, my God. And I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm crying. I said, Daddy, don't shoot me. Daddy, don't shoot me. He said, now I'm taking up for you. Now you're going to tell me don't kill your dad. <laughs> but, he, but he left. I don't yeah. know what was wrong with our dad that day. I think he was coming down off his yeah yeah and 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 i wanted to talk about that too because and i'm not saying that this is an excuse but um a lot of the absenteeism that our father had was because he was on drugs yes and when i say he was on drugs he was really on drugs i've seen sometimes and so a uh, lot all of kinds, that, right, Tanya? Right, Renee. A lot of different types of drugs. Yeah, I, it, no, I don't know. He wasn't on just one particular drug. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> He's tried them all. Wow. Yeah. And 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 I think that and you know when and and Renee, you know this. Um, when you are on drugs, you shy away from people. Yes. Because you don't want to really see your family. You don't know how to communicate with people. You don't know how. Well, to. it's shame. Is it yeah. part of it? Shame. It's shame. Yes. That you have. You know, you took yourself down through there. But why shy away from your family? I'm, I'm just I'm because it's shame. It's shameful. Wow. I I don't want you to see me. Like I, I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> but I don't want you to see. I can't look in your face. But when you get sick, and you get tired, and you get sick and tired, you give it up. You can't get you. People don't get clean. He he could have never got clean for me, you, right. Eric, nobody, right. his kids, his wife, nobody. He has to do it for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I really honestly do. And and let's be fair. We don't know his side. That's that's, true. that's what I say. You know what I mean? We we don't know his side of the story because it could be some things we don't know. He didn't know how to cope. I'm telling you. You know, could be. You know, and and let me ask y'all this. And and you know, I know we we we're running out of time, but let me ask you this. Um, if, if, if a, if a man, if a woman gets pregnant by a man, right. And he tells her, I don't want no children. And she agrees to have the baby anyway. What do you think about that? And I don't I'm not saying that this is what happened, but I'm saying some of it could be, you know, because of. I never wanted to be a father. Now, to, now, what you're supposed to do is stand up and say, hey, look, you here. I may not have wanted you here, but you're here now. And, you know, I've got to, you know, I need to do what's right. But how much of it is uh, they just didn't want to be Well, we're not, the, we're not the oldest. So I think that would start with our oldest brother. That's right. Is that where he, dad, he realized that he didn't want to be a dad? I don't know. I don't know. I I think that when he's, (laughs) the drugs helped him realize that he didn't want to be a dad or a father because supporting your drug habit and being a father is, it's no way you can do that. Can't do it. No, no. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. Now talk about your children. What is, what are your children's relationship like with, with dad? Do they have a relationship with him? Renee can go, but I can tell you, no, they do not. So your kids, Jen, have never met him. Oh, they have met him. Okay. But it's always comes back to he doesn't show up. As you were saying, Mm -hmm. I'll Mm -hmm. be back to bring you this. He never Mm -hmm. comes. 
No. Mine either. I know that yours have met him. They have met him. They have lived not even a street over mm. from him. Mm. Yeah. And he's done the same thing. I'm yeah. going to come and I'm going to do this and never show up. Yeah. And then when they come knocking, he doesn't answer the door. But he peeps out the window. What do you say about that? <laughs> now, my kids had a good relationship with Daddy Stan. Mm-hmm. Granddaddy Stan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you did. Yeah, because he came to see them. Yeah. yeah. He drove his 80-year-old self to my house. Part crooked now. He never part straight <laughs> to see his great grandkids. At least he came. He came. Yeah, yeah. Well, y'all, we are out of time. Oh, wow. We, we are out of time. Out. This has been an interesting conversation. I might have a part two. Yes. And maybe a part two with, you know, hopefully with some of the other ones. Yes. Uh, but we thank you guys for tuning in. And we I'll will see you, you next week. Us. Yes, I yeah, thank you. Yeah. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.